0: During this season, I had expressed three priorities slash hopes for this team this winter. And they were, in ascending order, number three, depth scoring, meaning from their forwards. Number two, a commitment, a real commitment to collectively defending. And number one, with a bullet, was Elite goaltending. Nothing less than elite goaltending. Well, on that note, Happy New Year and good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovachevich of DK Pittsburgh Sports and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Penguins versus Capitals tonight, 7.38 p.m. at PPG Paints Arena. I'll be there covering it for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Always fun to see the Sidney Crosby versus Alexander Ovechkin matchup. And I throw in parenthetically every time that the real reason it's fun is because Evgeny Malkin tends to show up even bigger because he gets left out of that. I don't think he likes that, you know. Ovechkin was number 1 in his draft and Gino was 2. You know, greatest Russian player of all time debate Gino didn't even mention Ovechkin when he described Sergei Fedorov as the greatest Russian player of all time last week. Oh, that's that's the good stuff for me. But anyway, what matters of late is that all three of those priorities I listed they're all being achieved with flying colors, team is on a seven one and one roll. They have the most points the Penguins do of any team in the National Hockey League since December twelfth, and they're doing it by getting a lot of depth scoring, notably from Lars Eller, who's got three goals in the past couple of weeks and is making a lot of things happen for his line mates, even while he's continuing to perform. Well, defensively, and speaking of things that I told you would happen this past summer, they've also defended reasonably well. I don't think they've been great. I don't think they've looked like the 95 devils. But I do think that you've seen that they care about defending and that the problems that they have from a personnel standpoint are kind of all getting isolated on Ryan Graves right now, who's another subject for another day. But number one, Number one, legitimately elite goaltending. The Penguins have a collective 915 save percentage between Tristan Jari, Alex Nadelkovic, and a couple of appearances earlier in the season from the journeyman Magnus Helberg. That is second in the league only to the Bruins, who are just a Single percentage point ahead of them, and of course, were the Jennings Trophy winners a year ago. Jennings Trophy. Penguins. You know what I'm saying here? It's nuts. It's nuts. But they've been that good. Jari and Nadelkovich especially. Actually, singling out one of them is a little easier than maybe most people would want it to be. But Nadelkovich is fourth in the league overall with a 924 save percentage himself. He's up there with the Connor Hellebuck's and so forth. That's nuts. And Jari has been, after a slow start to his season, at least I thought it was slow. Some people disagreed with me. He's been outstanding. You can take that game in Toronto and throw it right out, meaning for everybody on this roster. That that was just one of those nights. And I can safely say that, since it's the statistical outlier in every way, in this 7-1-1 and streak I'm talking about. But these guys, these two guys have both been so good that even though this isn't the sexiest subject for a podcast, I'm here to offer proper praise to both of them, to Andy Kyoto, and by the way, never leave out the head coach when it comes to managing goaltending because they're the ones that ultimately make the decisions as to who plays, how often, where, and what the situation might be. So for example, just in this last little while, Mike Sullivan has leaned a little bit toward Nadelkovich. He isn't burying Jari. Jari's still getting what feels like a regular turn, but Nadelkovich is getting what feels like the starter's turn, even if it's just a short-term, hey, he's hot, let's ride him kind of thing. That's okay. That's part of getting through an 82-game season in the modern NHL. You don't apologize for that. There aren't very many. In fact, there are precious few Martin Brodeur types who can take on you know, 60, 65 games. I mentioned Hellebuck. He's one of them. Andre Vasilevsky is one of them. I don't know that Jari's ever going to be one of them. But as long as I'm dishing out praise, Kyle Dubas was the one that put together this three-headed goaltending group. And it was Dubas who was right about Nadelkovich when I was dead wrong, since I was telling you all the stuff I was right about earlier on. And I might as well take it further and offer a stick tap to Mike Vellucci, who coached Nadelkovich to an AHL Calder Cup championship in Charlotte, North Carolina, a few years back and really got to appreciate what a competitor the kid is. He is that. He's also, by every accounting, including my own eyes and ears, just a tremendous teammate and a tremendous goaltending partner. You can see the relationship that Nedeljkovic and Jari appear to have. I always say appear because relationships, you know, we don't, no matter how much time I spend in a locker room, I don't presume myself to be some kind of expert on that sort of thing. But these guys have a good vibe, a good visible vibe between them. I like that. But I like even more that Nadelkovich brings it night after night after night. And when he's on the way he's been of late, he is a bona fide push for Jari. He keeps Jari sharper because you and I have seen in the past what it's like when he isn't getting that push and he just kind of melts in the corner. Look, I'm not going to make any grand predictions here. I don't know where this team is headed. I don't know how it would be able to overcome, say, for example, some significant injuries. But I also don't believe that the skater group has yet to perform at what I believe is its very peak, except on more than two or three occasions all season long. So I'd like to think that there's more there. I'd like to think that there's more Just to throw a name out from Ricard Raquel, who we've seen lighting the lamp a little bit lately, I'd like to think, and maybe this is naive, that Valtteri Pustinen will be kept around and that he'll offer some additional skill and speed, but also just the young legs, the freshness, the joy. He's thrilled every single minute he's in the NHL. It's wonderful to see. But more than any of it, my goodness. No one, no one, no one would have forecast elite goaltending out of this group. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Evan, who says, DK, can you talk about what you see when it comes to the Penguins in the trade market? I'm fascinated By the challenge Kyle Dubas is presented with right now, and I have no idea what he'll do and how. But I do feel that he's looking great for stocking up on goaltending depth now at a point when there are a lot of teams desperate for help at that position. Evan, you present quite the carrot there. Because if you're dubus and you're holding a number two goaltender who could be somebody else's number one goaltender, or better yet, you're holding a number two goaltender who should be your number one goaltender and gets paid a lot less and you trade the cap hit for the number one goaltender. You see where I'm going here? Well. You might be disappointed by the outcome here because I can tell you're all excited about potential trades as most hockey fans are. That's a real hockey fan thing, by the way. Trades, 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 no matter what time of year. The trade deadline this calendar year, the National Hockey League, is March 8th. So I offer that as Exhibit A that Evan would bring that up now. And my answer is no, I, I wouldn't be doing that. When you win a cup... As the Penguins learned themselves in 2017, you need multiple goaltenders. You can look back in recent playoffs across the board and see that, yeah, it's good to be able to ride uh, Vasilevsky or like the Panthers did last season, Sergei Bobrovsky, but you'll need a couple to win it all. You'll need someone that you can throw in to, let's say, a game four of a series as a change of pace when your main guy just got shelled or looked a little bit tired or is more banged up than he's letting on. But more relevant in this case, it feels like if you were to pull one or the other out of the mix, either Jari or Nadelkovic, you're going to blow up the Jenga puzzle. Because as I just put forth in the opening segment, what you don't want is either guy to feel like he's got no parachute or he's got no push. Maybe they both need that. Maybe it's just Jari that needs that. I feel like I know Jari a lot better than Nedeljkovic. But that priority that I listed, that doesn't change. That priority has to remain that. It has to be. And I can't state this strongly enough, even though I've done so for months now. Elite goaltending, because this team does not have the personnel to be super great defensively. It just doesn't. And we've seen that even now when they've had probably their best stretch of the winter. They have to be built on some kind of 915, 920 save percentage. They really do. And right now, it's right in front of us. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.